Hello. Welcome back to Hello Joy. This month we are talking all about solitude, which is it's kismet because I have been living alone in an apartment uh, for two months uh, because I'm working on a project away from home and I'm leaving today. There is, um, it has ended. My time has come to a close, but I have been dripping in solitude and really being able to be with myself, which is not something I do readily. I mean, there I'm alone a lot. I, although I love people, I love my space, but normally in that space, I'm either watching something or consuming something or learning about something or stressing that I'm not doing something. And that's not to say that that hasn't happened in this time here, but I'm learning a lot about uh, how to be receptive. I talked about this with manifestation and I feel like this will bleed into solitude because receptivity is so important to life, to the creative process, to the health and, and flourishment of relationships. And I have found that like, oh, so many things. I don't want to share all on the intro. So I cannot wait to get into this with you and to talk about the distinction between being by yourself and being with yourself. Cause that's a big difference to me. And I think that's at the crux of making room for solitude. So I cannot wait to talk about this. Let's get into it, yeah. Let's get let's get into our daily affirmations. Yeah. Okay, so I have tried something new and normally I write out all of my episodes to give me a structure, but I I don't know. I kind of want to improv this month and just kind of be reflective in the moment. So these daily affirmations are coming off the cuff from the top of my head. And although I'm saying them as I go, they are probably inspired by a bunch of really wonderful, either creative artists or Instagram accounts or um, some new friends that I've made in my time here. Uh, so, ooh, now my mind is going blank, but let's see. I think our affirmation will be, I am complete in and of myself. So it's I am complete in and of myself. I think that's going to be the only one this week. I'm going to keep it simple because nothing else is coming to me right now and I don't want to bullshit you. So 
that's what I'm going to say it is, because I think that that's been such a big lesson in this theme of solitude, which I think you only quite know until you jump into the pool of choosing to be alone for a little bit. So, vouts our daily affirmation. As always, you can go back, you can uh, listen to it again. And I surely said daily affirmations, but what I meant was affirmations, as this is a monthly podcast. <laughs> but listen to it daily, this section of it, if you need to, for this month. Happy April. Happy National Poetry Month. Get all up in your feels and in your self-sufficiency and self-sovereignty, okay? Let's jump into our next section. Let's get into our one, two, three, joy. Ah, yeah. All right. Um, I think, I think we're going to start with the graceful fail first and end on an up note. But I guess, as always, I kind of really appreciate the graceful fails because they're lessons and... I love receiving information that helps me understand the world better. I, so again, I have been alone for the past couple of months now, and that time is coming to a close, but the project that I was working on ended already a couple of weeks back. But I had the option of staying for longer if I wanted, because I'm, I'm also a teaching artist right now. And I was like, okay, cool, that sounds great. I feel very guilty um, for staying here longer though, because at home, um, I'm a bit of a, a responsible fixture in my household and in our like panini care setup that we have for my nieces and just our family structure. And I remember when I was talking to a friend about it, uh, they were like, hmm, I wonder uh, when you will start putting you at the front of the line and stop worrying about everybody else's needs. And I was like, skirt. And then I also received just like a lot of confirmation in regards to that very same thought, that was the same time when I was listening to Amanda Seals' podcast, Hello, um, Small Doses, which I love and I completely recommend to anyone and everyone. And she had this episode on saving yourself and that came up too. So I decided, okay, I'm going to stay for two more weeks uh, or my schedule is gonna be lighter. I'll have time to like breathe and regroup process this process we just did which was a process and just like have some moments to myself to be in solitude but what i noticed was that once i had time i kept trying to figure out ways to fill it and i became obsessed with like 
getting information um, and using the time to get information. I had all these books that I wanted to read. I was signing up for workshops here and there. And there's also just another aspect of my identity that I am, that is revealing itself to me in this moment. Uh, and I can feel myself getting a bit fixated. And I had a talk with my sister and I was explaining to her like what I'm figuring out and how I feel about like who I am. Um, and she said to me, Eliana, you are so interested in putting yourself in boxes to figure out who you are. Like, I think you believe that if you find every box that you think you need to have your identity figured out, then you will be okay. But you find out your identity by just living life, not studying it. <laughs> Which um, hit me. And she said it much more poetically and is, is in so many cases like my on the low therapist. <laughs> but she said to me, I wonder if who you are exists in between the boxes, not inside of them. And if you stop trying to put yourself in the boxes and you just live for a bit, who would you be? How would you feel? What would you notice? And I was like, whoo, okay. And she gave me a challenge. She said, okay, you know, for the for this week, maybe try not consuming anything, uh, which to me would be like, you know, maybe not going to some of the events that I signed up for. Um, or it could mean keeping keep putting a little putting a little halt, a little pause on astrology, which is something at times that I'm fascinated by, but I am I am a human who who really relishes structure. Um, I'm really great at building them, and this process has shown me that I like like that's a skill. Like I'm like okay, you got that shit. And I also love analyzing them. I love looking at structures to see if they work, to see if they support the people inside of them, especially as it relates to creativity um, and theater. And I, I can sometimes get so fascinated by finding structures for myself to feel safe or even creating structures for other people to feel safe um, where I forget to actually just be. So that's when solitude comes in because if <laughs> it... Solitude to me, when I'm actually being with myself, is that thing that my sister talked to me about, about living in between the boxes and living in between the spaces, uh, which I say I want to do all the time. I talk about liminality and like the professor I was truly obsessed with in college um, talked about it a lot. And I... I like, I'm fascinated by it, but I have such a hard time letting go of the idea of a structure and the idea that I have to belong in one in order to exist. 
So that's my graceful fail. Um, I took that challenge head on. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that I was completely, I don't judge hmm, that I was completely successful in it, but I think I had beautiful moments where I actually gave into <laughs> existing outside of a structure. Uh, so that's, that's me on, on graceful fail. And joy bud, I, in this week, because you know, I was like, I was finding ways to do work that I was like, I can't do this at home because I can't think there's so much noises. There's the kids, there's my parents, there's so much. The walls are so thin. So I wanted to like set up this collaboration that I had been talking to a person about for months now, but I was just, they're like a person that I really admire and have admired since I was like 14. Uh, so when they reached out to me and they were like, hey, yo, you want to collaborate? I was like, what? Me? And I was very, <laughs> I was very like, oh, I'm not good enough to work with you. So I kept stalling, setting up like a brainstorm meeting with them because I don't, imposter syndrome, you know, that the, the normal tea for me. Uh, which is a way that I like allow my saboteur to come through. But I, I think I was in the bathroom listening to some music and dancing. I get really distracted in the bathroom. And I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna text her and I'm just gonna see if this could work out. So I text her and I'm like, hey, do you want to like have a little Zoom coffee chat next week? And she's like, yeah, 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 I'm free, I'm free. And so we sat down and started talking and wouldn't you know that the things that have been on the top of my mind as an artist being here and surrounded by the nature and what I'd been seeing and even just like the art and documentaries that I've been looking at and being like, that have, be, that have been stirring in my spirit uh, was um, in direct conversation with what had been stirring in hers, which like when God gives those moments of synchronicity and of confirmation, I feel such a grounded sense, like from, from the rooter to the tutor, like from the root of my feet, I feel like, okay, this is meant to be, like this is happening, this is great, like I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy that like I feel in alignment uh, so that's my joy bud. And it's wild because I've told y'all before, I sing my affirmations to myself uh, because I got to find a way to make it fun. And that's been the way that I've been switching it up uh, towards the end of 2020 and into 2021. And one of the things that I sing over myself is um, in alignment with my destiny, connected in community. And I've been finding that like those two things have been coming to fruition in a way that is so that is so beautiful to me and that I don't feel that I experience often. Um, because I find a lot of the times too in in the theater world, this hasn't been with every director, but with a lot of directors, I find that people will cast me and not know what to do with me or um, that I am 
ignored is what I want to say in a space. Uh, it's like I, like we'll work on the scene a couple of times, but it's very much like all of the exploration and like depth happens alone. Whereas like when I'm in a rehearsal room and I'm watching, I'm watched because I love learning by watching people work. I'm watching other people work. I feel like I see this relationship, this understanding. Um, but I tend to be very ethereal and I tend to be very woo-woo. That is me. I am up in the clouds all the freaking time. Like true Gemini, <laughs> true Gemini. <laughs> and I find that there are not many people um, who truly get or understand me. Oh, wow, I'm emotional. Um, who truly understand uh, my creativity and who I am and, and how I create what I create. So when I have moments where I feel like I am on the same page with someone uh, creatively or just in conversation or like I'll speak in parables or I'll speak in woo-woo. <laughs> And they're like, yes, I get you. I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel so, so grounded and safe and happy. Uh, so that's my joy, bud. And also my triumphant win, because this has gotten very long. The joys of solitude. I feel so reflective and very, like, embodied today. Um, and I think that's been because, like, I don't have this committee externally and internally operating with the same volume of noise that my brain normally operates at because I am constantly receiving lots of information as we all are. I, I can only speak personally for me for what it does, but it, it, sometimes it's just so overwhelming and I'm like, ah, my body feels like it's vibrating, but not in a good way. <laughs> so those are my one those are my one two three joys and let's get into the next section Solitude, solitude. So I feel like the best way to break this down is to begin with what I've noticed as a distinction. There's um, being alone by yourself, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast episode, or being alone with yourself. And I think that like, they live on a spectrum. And being alone with yourself is, <laughs> is the sweet spot. And I'm still learning how to get there. Uh, but there have been moments where I have found myself in the with yourself part. And that is beautiful. But breaking it down. Uh, by yourself is when you're like, you're, you're, yeah, you're alone physically. There's no one else around you, but, uh, 
there's a process of filling, of um, numbing, of avoiding silence. So that could be, I don't know, whatever, whatever helps a person avoid themselves in whatever way that they do it. For me, uh, sometimes it can be music. Sometimes music can be a distractor, but I'll put it on because it's the only thing that'll get me to like begin the process of getting with my, getting like alone with myself in a real way. Uh, lots of Netflix and normally shows that I've seen a gazillion times. Like I've watched half and half. Uh, I'm, I think I'm on my fifth watch of it and Girlfriends probably my fourth watching it so it'll just be to fill the time because I don't know what to do with myself or I'm incredibly nervous of where my imagination will go when it is up to its own devices because in my in my preteen in the early angsty days uh my level of overthinking that spirals into uh who rapid anxiety <laughs> can be a lot to handle so i'm like okay if i just avoid um if i avoid my brain being idle i will be okay so i will just do what i can to receive information i'll watch Netflix shows, I'll read and go down really long spirals of information. I'll, uh, <clears throat> I'll scroll on Instagram or sometimes when I want to distract myself from a feeling too, I will, and this is the tea when I'm, when I'm not alone, <laughs> I, <laughs> I bury myself in responsibilities that I have for other people. And even though I am alone, I'm working. So when so that was the caveat with being with not having anyone else around me i would throw myself into a system uh so insert i guess whatever you do when you're by yourself but not with yourself with yourself is a different a different thing i think with yourself is very embodied which i use that word so much now um but when you you're listening you're listening to one the what is around you and what is going on inside of you with a sort of intentionality that is um so specific um but not forced <laughs> and like tuning in to what you need and just letting your mind um recalibrate and do what it needs without trying to steer the ship to me is what solitude is i was listening to a podcast um black girl at home which i mentioned in our manifestation episode and there was another episode i listened to about yoga nidra which i have a, a peer we graduated the same year and and she's like this this huge yogi and at the top of the pandemic she like reached out to us and was like hey i'm doing a yoga nidra class like um if you're down let me know it's on zoom but like great way to breathe and process you know all the anxiety and and uh, fear that's happening with this pandemic and like get in touch with your breath and um 
So I, I went and that was my introduction and I never like did it again. Although it was lovely. It helped me sleep, which I was having a lot of trouble doing at the top of the pandemic. And, um, my reintroduction to it was in the last week or so where Lauren Ash, who was the host of that podcast, had a guest speaker on whose name is escaping me, but I will mention her in the mentions about the creative process and how, going back to receptivity and how we often forget that rest is a crucial aspect um, to our process, to our to our literal body function, like we need to rest, and that is not actively like okay, I just got to make sure I get my eight hours of sleep. It's like how can you incorporate moments of stillness, moments of rest in between the day, so it's not just go 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 go, but so that your body has a moment to really breathe and be connected to what is actively going on inside of you, and then I. This was me trying not to do team too much in this time of solitude. So I was listening to something on Scribd, this uh, audiobook called Black Imagination, and it's spoken by Lena Waithe and David Diggs. And it's just beautiful. So if you have a Scribd account, I also recommend that. But it was listening to, um, I was listening to all of these interviews that the author did with, uh, Black people across the U.S. answering three questions about like what freedom looks like. Uh, I just saw some crows. Thank you, crows. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. So I closed my eyes and I was like, I'm going to try to go into just rest and not feel like I need to do anything. And this was a moment where I was being by myself, not with myself, because I was listening to things. So I took a moment to pause it, and I ended up falling asleep. But when I woke up, a project that I'd been stressed about, because um, I needed to send in an edit, and I was like, I'm stressing them out with like not knowing what I want to do, and it was very imposter syndrome-y. But I felt a sense of peace and an answer to that stress through going the fuck to sleep or just like chilling the fuck out and resting. Um, which I think was when I entered a being with myself. So yeah, I think that that's what I've got on solitude. I am really grateful to have been able to cherish time by myself because I've been doing a lot throughout the pandemic, especially for my family. And I got to be honest with you, I am very nervous about going from stillness and being on like a ghost campus. Like nobody is here. <laughs> um, and I've been pretty much alone outside of like a couple of socially distanced philosophical chats with friends. But um, I'm really going to miss it. And I am curious 
about how I can bring this sense of home, this sense of like actively being with myself back into places where noise is abundant and um, and pressure is high. And how can I how can I be with myself, stay in my body um, and recover that way rather than binging Netflix shows or throwing myself into work or um, throwing myself into responsibility uh, where I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough at home. I'm not doing enough with this. I'm not doing enough with that. Like to lay that burden down. What does that look like? So... That's how I'm making room for solitude. I've had so much joy. Oh, oh, wait, one last thing before I go. I have realized just how fucking weird I am in this time. Like, uh, the, the amount of, like, kooky-wooky songs I have made up, um, flirting with myself in mirrors, uh, doing improv dance routines that have no no rhyme or reason to them just just being able to like be so loud and talk to myself because i talk out loud so much uh, uh and just like allow like the ideas that are coming to me which are like random i had this one idea about i have the old scripts and i've been working on shakespeare in this past project um, you'd probably probably see on my Instagram sometime soon about that. Uh, but ha, <laughs> I cut up the script and I was like, ooh, um, I'm going to make a poem out of Shakespeare's words and like put it on this beautiful atlas that's here in the apartment. That's like from 1982. And I was and it's just <sighs> I feel like I am scattering in a way that feels like home to my body and the way that I process. And I am incredibly grateful for the crows that have been here, that have kind of been like a, a reminder of groundedness here. Uh, and I am grateful for learning in solitude that there are so many ways um, for me to have conversations with God that aren't um, what I, in this box that I've created, uh, would, would deem as time well spent on my spirituality. So that's me. That's solitude. I am curious. Ooh, going to open up my journal because I wrote down some questions and reflection that I would love to share with you all about how you can make room with solitude if that's something you want to do. And if not, like, totally cool. Maybe you've been in a lot of solitude and you want to be around people. That's great. Um, take these or leave these. Uh, whatever works for you. My questions are the following. How do you honor yourself in solitude? <laughs> that, that accent was weird. Okay. <laughs> how do you honor yourself? How do you build ceremony for you? Like if you had to build a ceremony or a service or something to honor your life as you are living it, what would it look like? What, um, what actions would it require? My next 
And the last question is, how do you embody self-sovereignty? How do you choose to stay in your body, stay with yourself when you are in spaces where it is very uh, easy to dissociate and leave the body? How do you get back? How do you ground yourself? Hello, radiator. Um, Those are my questions to you. I hope that you can find time to find a floor. I love floors. I don't know if I've said this on here before, but like I am a specific brand of actor, which is a floor actor. I find a moment, a tableau, some time to be on a floor. And um, I like floors because they are grounding to me. And um, I like to feel that my weight is going somewhere. And I guess since I play lots of people who have experienced death or mourning, um, it it feels like the right place to be to process. Uh, but I also feel that floors are great. Beds are great for um, recharging. Uh, I'm going to share on this page uh, an exercise from one of my favorite practitioners that I found in this time, Prentice Hemphill. I've talked about them in another podcast, I think on Fortitude. Their podcast, Finding Our Way, is lovely, but they also have an institute called the Embodiment Institute, where they teach and train healers to um, develop embodiment practices to share and teach out to other folks and also give exercises and leading prompting questions to help you stay in your body when you're experiencing things and moments. So I am not specialized in it, although I am incredibly curious about it and fascinated with that healing journey that I'm going on to like, ooh, how do I stay in my body Um, as a way of addressing mental health um, and as a way of self-ceremony for myself. So I'll include that in the mentions. I am so happy that you listened to this episode. I hope that there were nuggets in here that were rhema for you. Uh, Growing up in church, we were... (laughs) um, Rhema word is word that hits your body. As soon as you hear it, it, um, it is alive, it is awake in you, and it puts you into action. So... I hope that there was something that was Rhema for you. And I hope that if it put you into action, it put you into stillness too, (laughs) to be with you. Because your home is your body and your spirit that's inside your body. So please love on that person. They deserve your your full attention. And uh, yeah. Ooh, it's getting long. (laughs) I'll see y'all later. Bye.